Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, there's an article today in The Independent by Maura Trasani Kalik where she writes about the Irish language. She touches on some of the familiar argument points like how it's taught in school. But what she focuses on is what it's like being a native Irish speaker in Ireland and the kind of reaction that engenders. The musician Brendan Begley, also a native speaker, knows what she's writing about. Afternoon, Brendan. Hello, Sean. Nice to talk to you. Uh, now, where did you grow up, Brendan? Well, I was born and raised in West Kerry in a little village, and nothing more strange than any other village, yes. a place called Balnebuck, eight miles west of Dingle. And uh, everybody around me sp- spoke Irish in my youth. Mm-hmm. And I remember being inside in school at the age of seven and eight, and the teacher pointing out on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the map of Ireland the places that Irish was spoken, and just pointing out all the Gaelic And I still remember the fear of all that, that I would have to learn a new, anglo- new language once I went as far as Dingle Town. And the, that was that's what the feeling of all girls of people at the time. Mm. I think, and how, when everybody when everybody spoke that one language, you yeah. thought that was the universal language of our country. And and, and at what age were you then when you were told that that you, you'll have to you'll have to learn this I, new language? At seven or eight, maybe nine. Yeah, ten. That 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 that, that age group. And, and what age were you when you when you started having to learn it? Well, I suppose we kind of, the television came in 1963 when I was about around the same age, when I was eight or nine. And I think we, we learned most of our, in the Gaelic anyway, we learned our English uh, watching television. And it kind of, you, you listen first and then you speak. And then when we went to England places, we spoke whatever bit of English we, we spoke uh, and we whispered in our own language as children do. Mm. And... Um, the thing is, if, if we, we were confronted with, 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 with what she talks about, that, 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 that language, that inferior language and everything else, and we didn't have the fluency in, in the English language to, to reply. Yes. That must have so, been, uh, I mean, it still is, I'm sure, very odd that you, you felt someone like a, a, a foreigner in your own country. Yes, I went to college in Limerick for four years and I met a fellow student of mine there a couple of years afterward, well, a couple of years ago, and he was, said, he was saying that he remembered when I was in college because we used to have seminars, we had two seminars every week, and for those four years, I never opened my mouth. If I was asked a question in English, I would just blush because I simply didn't have the, the fluency. And it took me a long time to ha- have this fluency that I, that I'm, that I have now. Mm. Um, it's, it's just one of those things. I don't think much of it now. I, I don't face that much of, of that uh, negativity towards it anymore. The, the, the youth now, say the teenagers, 20s, 30s, they don't have that baggage. There is a baggage there that people have, and I don't think I don't I, I don't think they they, they realise it themselves. The mm. only place I come across it is when I'm dealing with civil servants, because I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it, it is because I mean we have a county council here that have two girlfriends in their care, and up to this they've refused to employ a, an engineer who can speak to us in our own language, and they've, they've blatantly told us to our face, "I don't care about the Irish language." That's where I feel it the most. Mm. And uh, until until that attitude is changed within the civil servant, in, within in the civil servants, or oh, circle, um, yeah. the likes of me are are, are are going to suffer it. Yeah, and have to suffer it. She, she, and that that kind of attitude that if you're seen, heard, 
speak an Irish outside a, um, a Gaeltacht area that you're kind of showing off or or, or it's kind of um, seen like a virtue signalling. Have, have you encountered that? I, I have, but and some people do sh- show off because it, now it's cool to speak Irish, whereas in, when I, in my youth it wasn't that cool. You were, you were ashamed of it. When I lived in Dublin for a while and I remember I used to bring my children to, to uh, Crumlin swimming and just Irish we spoke at home. And they used to speak to me in Irish, and I said, shh, I was trying to quieten them because I, I didn't want to be attracting that negativity on us. Mm. And I couldn't figure, th- that baggage within me that time, I, I, even to this day, I can't explain why I would do such a thing. And yeah. uh, I, it's, I suppose from being kind of, uh, as a country, being told that everything Irish was second class for hundreds of years, I mean, in the 60s, until Sean O'Reilly came along, the, the, our music was, was, was a second-class uh, music. I think um, Frankie Gavin, the fiddle player, his, his proudest moment for me was when Gay Burden uh, said to him, you're still playing the Diet Lee music, and he jumped back at him and <laughs> said, it, it's, a, it's a music on a par with any other music, classical or, or any traditional music around the world, and... Well, he left uh, gay in his spot anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's not just the language, it's just, but it's, I think for me, the Irish language is the richest thing that has been passed on to us. Mm. It's a living language. And the laws are, are strangling it at source. In my village, it's the main language spoken. And it has been the main language for hundreds, maybe thousands of years. Now, 20 years, it'll be gone because oh, we're really? not allowed to live in our villages. If they, if they just let it alone and let it live where it's living, they're strangling it at source. Mm. I have four children. They're not allowed to build on my land at home. My brother Seamus has four children. They're not allowed to build on that land. So in 10, 20 years' time, without young children, without, if, if, the, if, the, tree, if, if the seeds don't fall off the trees that start copulating on the ground, the forest is gone. Yeah. And is that and mainly down to the people? Uh, is that mainly down to people have no, uh, can't build houses or uh, employment and other things like that? Well, it's mainly at the moment Gaeltacht people not being allowed to live in the Gaeltacht. Mm. There's a there's a, 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 a language officer here. She's from a, a village that uh, the Irish language is, is is the main language in it, but maybe eighty percent of the houses are holiday homes, and her mm. parents never sold a site. And uh, she's the language officer for West Kerry, and she can't live in that village. She has to move nine miles away into Dingle. Because, and she was told there were too many houses in the village. She can't. How can the language survive in that village? If this young girl in her, in her 20s, if she does have children, she can't raise them with her parents. Yeah. And, and there's also a, a, another thing. Outside of the Gaeltach, you have the Hiberno English. And in the Hiberno-English, there's as much richness of Irish tradition within the Hiberno-English that's been struggling oh, yeah. at source as well. Are you familiar with, with Con Houlihan, the, the great... Yes, indeed, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I always quote Con. Con. Con said, I have great respect for the English language, even though I don't speak it myself. <laughs> I speak Hiberno-English. I speak Hiberno-English, English woven on a Gaelic loom. Well, we used to have a chap called Terry Dolan on the show regularly for many years. He was an academic in UCD and he wrote a dictionary of Hiberno-English, uh, which he composed. Yes, I, I, I have it. I, yes. I, I, I've seen it. Yeah. And, and then you, you, the richness of the languages is, is shown by, 
by uh, Monaghan as well, for 50 words for, for, for field. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's one of the richest languages in, in Europe. And I honestly don't... Um, I honestly think that the people that, that um, give out about it, they don't really understand themselves why they're giving out about it. It's a, it's a baggage that was handed on to them, and they just have to stop and think. I remember I got a lift in a taxi about seven or eight years ago, and the man who was driving the taxi, well, less than seven or eight years ago, he was definitely of Dublin 4. Mm. And when he heard I was from the Gales, well, he said, if you had sat into my taxi 15 years ago, we would have had an argument. But... In, in recently, with the influx of so many people from Eastern Europe, uh, they ask me, are you Irish and do you speak Irish? And then when they tell me, you're from Ireland and you don't speak a word of your own language. Yeah. So it's when, when they're confronted by people like that, that they, they stop and think, well, why don't I speak? Why don't I say, just say, Gurmahagat, Faltaroth? Just as a matter, you don't have to learn any more than that. It's just, it's the first step towards acknowledging the richness that has that was handed down to, onto us by our forefathers for free. Yeah, and it's what, we didn't get it in schools; just handed down ogluin kugluin from generation to generation. So why strangle it at source? It's an odd contradiction, Brandon. That that it's getting increasingly difficult to live in a Gaelic area where it's spoken day to day, but the application rates for Gaelskals were ne- was has never been so high. Yeah. I mean, what this government is doing, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. They're investing millions in it and they're strangling it at source. That has to stop. It yeah. just has to stop. I mean, where did we lose the right to live in the countryside? What, wh- where was that signed over? Not alone. I'm also speaking for North Kerry, South Kerry, East Kerry that can't speak their own language. The, 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 the they're destroying the countryside for no intelligent reason. And they're, they're saying, well, that's the modern world. Well, they said the same thing to us in the 60s when everybody in my parish was an organic farmer. And they, they, <laughs> they encouraged true. them to stop being organic and, and caused them to, be, to, to, to use the nitrate, etc., etc. And now they realize, oh, we made a mistake. Mm. Why, follow, why, why follow Europe if Europe is going the wrong direction? Brendan, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much for uh, speaking with us today. Uh, that was uh, the musician, uh, Brendan Begley, there. Uh, you are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Let's remind you what's in the cash machine. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.